Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. God is good. Amen. So as we take the time to revisit our scripture, I'm just going to revisit verses 3 through 5. And it says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Here we go. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. The Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We worship you today. And we ask that today's message would go down and seep down in our hearts so that we would hear, Lord, the calling that you have on our lives and also the power that you have given us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And I will come from the topic today to infinity and beyond. According to my Nava computer, the... Shut up! Just shut up, you idiot! Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic! I'm lost, Andy is gone, they're gonna move from their house in two days and it's all your fault! My... my fault? If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place... Oh, yeah, well, if you hadn't shown up your stupid little cardboard spaceship and taken away everything that was important to me... Don't talk to me about importance. Because of you, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about? Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with the destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're now you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Buzz Lightyear and Woody the Cowboy. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, now, now today's message, I picked an illustration that the millennials would know. So let me catch the rest of y'all. Do you? You, you know this story. They, our millennials know this, so let me catch the other folks up. So Buzz Lightyear and Andy are toys that belong. Buzz Lightyear and Woody are toys that belong to Andy. And they live in a house with other toys. Everyone is there together, but Woody was Andy's favorite toy. But... Andy's birthday shows up, and Andy gets his new toy called Buzz Lightyear. 
Oh, Buzz has got lights, and Buzz has got wings, and he's everything that Woody is not. So essentially, Woody gets fired. Woody used to sleep in the bed with Andy. Woody would go everywhere that Andy went. But now Buzz shows up with his helmet and his star command and all of his other stuff. And this new way of thinking, this new way of doing things, Buzz Lightyear keeps talking about his mission. Buzz Lightyear keeps talking about his star command. Buzz Lightyear is talking about his mission to save the world. But Andy doesn't care. Woody doesn't care. Only thing Woody can think about is that he's been kicked out of the bed. And even Andy has went and written his name on the bottom of Buzz Lightyear's foot. The problem is that Woody has a selfish mindset. He is only concerned about what's going on in his life. But Buzz, the new toy that shows up, has a mission-minded way of thinking about things. He's thinking about saving the world, and Woody is only thinking about what he has lost because Buzz has showed up. Now, the clip that I just showed you, what happens in the movie is that Andy's parents tell them that it's time to move. And so all the toys get together and they've got moving buddies to make sure that no one gets moved. But in the midst of the move, Woody pushes Buzz out the window. And then, you know, when you do wrong, he falls out the window himself. Now they've been separated from the family, trying to get back to the family. And so they are now here trying to make it back. And the whole time, Buzz keeps talking about Star Command, Star Command, and Woody's got a little fed up. They're trying to work through the situation. And in that moment of frustration, Woody says, you are a toy. You're just a little plaything. There's nothing that you can do. You have no power. You have no influence. Well, this is how it is in life. One day you gave your life to Christ. You were just like Buzz Lightyear. You were fresh out the wrapper. You were telling everybody about Jesus Christ. You knew that you were from Star Command. Well, not the Star Command, but that star, remember that star that hung over Bethlehem to show where Jesus was born? That's the Star Command that each of us are from. But you knew that you were from Star Command. But the devil shows up and tries to tell you that you, you're just a toy. You're nothing. What influence do you think you can have on the world? This is what people will try to tell you. Your family members will try to tell you. God has given you a mission and a calling to serve in life, to serve in ministry, and the devil wants to remind you who you are not. But we have to remember today that as it says in God's word, what is man that God was mindful of us? He created us and crowned us with glory and honor. You are more than the toy. You're more than the toy. People will try to make you forget where your power has come from. For the word of God tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your power comes, and I said it from last week. Remember, 
Blessed, highly favored, your power comes from on high. Your power comes from the Almighty. But if we forget where our power comes from, we might as well be toys. We might as well just be sitting on the shelf somewhere. We might as well just be coming to church just sitting Sunday after Sunday. I'm going to come here, I'm going to sit, and I'm going to go home. And I'm going to come back next Sunday, I'm going to sit, and I'm going to go home. And I'm going to come back here the next Sunday. I'm going to sit. I'm going to pay my tithes and go home. I'm going to come back here the next Sunday. I'm going to have another birthday anniversary and thank God for all that he's did. But I'm going to go home and not do nothing. I'm going to come back here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. You might as well be a toy if that's all you're going to do. So this psalm was written by David to encourage the people of Israel. And you all, I've talked a few Sundays about them being in captivity and out of captivity and being under this stress and under that stress. But God sent this message to let them know, even though you might find yourself in captivity or out of captivity, you're still mine. You're still connected. I can still use you. We have to understand and recognize our place, where we fit in God's kingdom. God wants to use us. Not only does he want to use us, he has empowered us and given us his power to do his ministry on earth. We have to recognize that God has dominion over the world and he has entrusted us, entrusted us with that dominion. Through our actions, we can realize, we can, we can realize and experience God's power in our life, we are not just toys. We are tools. We are toys. We are not toys. We are tools in the hands of an almighty God. So first, I want to share with you is that our scripture tells us that God's power is declared. We have to recognize that God's power and understand that God has all power. After we recognize that, then we have to know that God's people are confirmed. You have been confirmed by God. You have been anointed and appointed to do God's will. And thirdly, when we realize these things, we can then begin to see God's glory manifested in our life. So we look back at verse 1 that says, Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set the glory in the heavens through the praise of your children and infants. Let me say that again. Through the praise of your children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. We have to start to remember God's power. When you forget the power that you have, you forget how to fight the enemy. You forget that you have spiritual weapons. You have spiritual weapons that you can use against the devil. But the enemy wants you to forget that you have those weapons. We have to remember God's power. All we have to do is look around to see God's power. The first thing that we can see in our lives is that God answers prayer. 
Hasn't God kept you through the years? Hasn't God gotten you out of the bad situations? Hasn't he healed your body? Hasn't he brought back broken relationships? We know that God has the power, but the enemy wants us to forget. It's easy to forget when folks have done good stuff for, for you. Oh, you know how it is. You know, you live, you uh, lend cousin Jethro $1,000, and he still hasn't paid you back. And a year later, he still, he don't forget that he's owed you the money. But God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we don't have to spend an eternity in hell. And we still walk around every day with our nose pointed up, not obeying God's will. I would say that sometimes we can be ungrateful children as well. Jesus died for our sins. And how is our daily walk reflecting to show that we are in gratitude. Have we forgotten the power? Have we forgotten that God has the power? We can see God's power in the weather. We can see God's power in the rain and the wind and tsunamis and things that come through and God is controlling the earth and his finger of power just controls the earth and the spin of the earth and he has hung the stars and the planets in orbit and he controls everything and we as children of God by virtue of the fact that we are with Jesus Christ we have the ability to go to the throne of God every day in prayer you can't go to the CEO of Walmart you can't go to the CEO of these big companies you can't go down to the White House and not, not that you want to but you can't go down to the White House and knock on the door and ask to come in but you can go every day and every night and every evening to the throne of grace on your knees and plead your case to the Almighty. He is the one that has the power. But the question comes up, well, Reverend, how do we tap into that power? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The scripture tells us, let me read it, read it again, through the praise of your children. Want to say it again? Through the praise of your children. Can I say it one more time? I'm going to step down here. Through the praise of your children, God has ordained for you to be able to connect with his power. Oh, you've heard that when the praises go up, what happens? Blessings come down. Oh, they didn't just write that. But, 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 but there's a challenge. This is our challenge. So, about a week ago, and I never got a chance to get back with First Lady about this, but she has said, well, when I put my phone on the charger, it doesn't charge. So we, we, we've got one of these little wireless chargers. You know, I was trying to get cutesy when I went to the store, so I got us a little cute. You don't have to plug it in. It's the, you just kind of set it on top of the, the charger, and it charges. Here's a challenge. When you set the phone on the charger, you have to listen for that boop. When the phone is connected to the power, it makes noise. When the phone is connected to the charger, it makes noise. There's a lot of phones sitting on chargers and you have it, you're not getting any power because you're not making any noise. 
You're not giving God any praise. You're not lifting your hands to say hallelujah. And you wonder why your life hasn't changed. You wonder why things are the same. Give God some praise and you'll connect with the power. Been sitting in church 20, 30, 40 years coming here, sitting in the power plant with your cord stuck in your pocket, refusing to give God any praise, any connection. Looking for some power, but not giving God any praise. I'm going to preach that next year, but I'm not going to tell y'all. Y'all going to forget that I said that. Connect to God's power. Be aware that he has the power, but also be willing to connect to God by giving him some praise. So as God's power is declared, then God's people are confirmed. Verse 3, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? We are in a heavenly partnership with God. This is the partnership. God confirms us because we became a part of the partnership before time happened. Let me explain. So I believe we are familiar that in heaven, God had assembled the hosts. And in the heavenly hosts, there were angels. And there was an archangel by the name of Lucifer. Archangel by the name of Lucifer. And the word of God tells us that Lucifer wanted to be like God. And Lucifer led a rebellion. And the third of the angels were kicked out of heaven. And they were cast down to earth. We're familiar with that. Well, where does man come in? When God saw that happen, God says to Satan, well, I am going to bring you down. Remember the first Sunday I was here, I talked about how God looked down in the dirt and he picked up the dirt and he blew his breath into man. God says that, Satan, I'm going to defeat you, but I'm going to use this dirt defeat you. Remember I told this? I said, hey, we're dirt. I wasn't trying to say that you were dirty, but what I was saying is that God put us in a spiritual partnership. God wanted to show the devil that, hey, you might be a heavenly being, but I'm going to take this human and make him just a little lower than the angels and insert myself and we're going to defeat you. This is why you'll find out that in many situations in music ministries at some of these larger churches where they have all these different choirs, that there is confusion in the music ministry. Here's the reason why. The reason why is that who was the first music minister? Lucifer. Lucifer was the one that led praise and worship. But who is in charge of leading praise and worship now? You, you, you. This is why the enemy is after you. God said, Satan, 
if you're not going to do your job, I'm going to create a whole multitude of people that are going to worship and that are going to praise me and that are going to give me the glory. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to give God the praise and the glory. A lot of people like to talk about that scripture in the Old Testament where Moses goes to the Pharaoh and says, what does he say? Let my people go. But they leave a verse out. He tells them, let my people go so that they may worship. Don't expect to be freed if you're not going to do worship. Let my people go so that they may worship. So God confirms us because he has chosen us to give him praise. He has put us in a heavenly partnership against Satan in the spiritual battle that's going on in the world. So as God's power is declared and God's people have been confirmed, God's glory is manifested in us. It says, you have made them a little lower than the angels and ordained them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands and have put everything under their feet. We have some angel power. But we're just a little lower than angels. You know, like, if I wanted basketball power, just make me a little less of a basketball player than LeBron James. Just a little bit less. That would be good for me. If I wanted to pick a good football team, oh, here we go. Just make me a little less than the Redskins. You know what I'm saying? Just make me, because that would be good. Oh, you can make me a little less than the Dallas Cowboys. I know there's a faction going on here, so I got to make everybody happy. But if I could play basketball just a little less than LeBron James could, oh, my goodness, I got some power. I can do some stuff. You might not see me on TV, but you see me down on the gym, dunking on everybody. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You would see me. But you have that power. Angels are powerful spiritual beings, but God has given you powers that's just a little lower than the angels. You can change lives. Look at what man has done. We have gotten to the point men... Men and women, mankind, we can change the course of the world. We can alter the course of rivers. We can build nuclear weapons. There's no other creature on the earth can do that because God has made us a little lower than the angels. And God is going to use us in his plan. Well, let's get back to Buzz and Woody. They go through that battle back and forth. And just to rewind, before we got to that clip, at the beginning of the movie, Buzz is walking around showing everybody all the stuff that he can do. And Buzz tells all the other toys, well, you know, I can fly. Of course, Woody says, no, you can't fly. You can't fly. Let me see you fly now. And all the other toys, come on, let's see you fly, Buzz. So Buzz goes off of the end of Andy's bed, and he jumps. He steps out on faith because Star Command has told him that he can fly. So you're probably saying, well, no, he can't fly. Because I know y'all didn't see the movie. The millennials have seen it. They know where we're going. Okay, so he jumps off the end of the bed, and he happens to land on a ball. He bounces on the ball, goes and lands on the car, goes to a loop-de-loop, and gets caught in the ceiling fan, and he's now flying around the room. Isn't it funny how something happens when you step out on faith? 
with the orders from Star Command, and he goes and he lands, and he says, see, I told you I could fly. <laughs> the next time in the movie, what happens is that Woody has been beaten on Buzz so long, Buzz starts to doubt himself. So Buzz goes off by himself. This is what you can't do. He goes and stands on top of the rail on his own power. Not in faith, because of doubt. And he jumps off the end of the stairwell and falls and breaks his arm. That's what happens when you try to use your power without depending on God. When you try to step out on faith, but faith in yourself, you will fail. But at the end of the movie, they're trying to get back to connect with Andy. And along the way, here comes the devil. There's a devil that comes along named Sid. Named Sid. Sid likes to take toys and cut up toys, and he rips toys apart. And he catches Andy, and he catches, sorry, Woody and Buzz, and is going to cut them up. And what he does is he puts a rocket on the back of Buzz Lightyear because he's going to light the rocket to send Buzz up in the air so he can explode. But they escape from Sid. They escape from the devil. I'm going somewhere. You know, you find out that you get in situations where the devil has trapped you and he's put things on your back and he's put burdens on your back and he's done things to you, but you finally escape, but you're still carrying those burdens. So Buzz is carrying the burden that Sid put on his back, this rocket that was intended to blow him up. So Woody and Buzz are now finally making it back to hook up with the kids and connect back with the moving van that's going to the house. So as they're going, they, one of the cars, toy cars, falls off the truck, and they jump on the car, and they're riding the car. They're almost back home. There's Buzz Lightyear with this rocket on the back that was intended to blow him up. And so they're going, and they're trying to get to the car. But all of a sudden, the little battery-powered car runs out of gas. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? They're not going to make it to the truck. But then they remember that rocket that's on Buzz's back. If they can just light that rocket. You see, what the devil meant bad, God meant it for your good. Sometimes the devil puts things on your back. But in this case, the rocket is going to help them get back to the moving van. So they finally get the rocket lit. And so, boom, off the rocket goes. And the rocket is going. And they're, fly, they're flying in the air. And they're headed. And they go to the truck. And they drop off the car in the truck. But then the rocket decides to go up. And the rocket is going up in the air. And it's got Woody. And it's got Buzz. And the rocket that the devil had put on their back, it seems like it's going to destroy them when they get in the air. But then Buzz remembers if he just activates his wings. If he activates his wings, that will break him free of the rocket. So Buzz says, to infinity and beyond, the wings pop out. The rocket goes up in the air, so now they're falling. And as they're falling, they think that they're going to get broken up. But he realizes that now he can really fly. The problem was he didn't get high enough in the air to be able to fly. And once he was high enough in the air, he was able to fly down. And he was able to go to infinity beyond. And he flew like he was intended to fly, like his maker had made him. If you want to fly... 
You've got to get high enough in Jesus. If you want to fly, you've got to connect with the God that has made you to fly. The God that has made you to go from infinity and beyond. Well, what do you mean by infinity and beyond, Pastor? I say infinity because of this. Here on earth, as I close, God has called us. and He said it in our life that we would have life more abundantly. That is your infinity. That is your infinity. That God has promised us unlimited blessings while we're here. But not only do we have blessings here, we have blessings in the beyond. When we get to heaven, God said that he has prepared a place beyond. He's prepared a place for you. And that where he shall go, you may be also. Marion Williamson said this. When we think about what God has done for us, when we think about the power that he's given us, a lot of times we're just scared. Marion Williamson says this. Our biggest fear is, that not, is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. What does the word of God say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is our light, not our darkness, that frighten us. Jesus said, I came to be a light, to light your pathway. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, handsome, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you to not be when you know the Lord? You are a child of God. You're playing small and pretending like you don't serve a living God doesn't do the world anything. We were born to make manifest the glory of God in us. It is not just in some, it is in everyone that we let our light shine. We consciously give other people permission to do the same. And so as we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Tap into God's power. Know that God has the power. And know that he has given you the power because he made you just a little lower than the angels. He has called you and called us to go from infinity to beyond. Give God a hand today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.